0: hello and welcome to episode 22 of the tea in tokyo podcast and to another gaijin guide my name is sonia
1: and i'm ellie
0: and what are we talking about this time
1: so this week we talk about how to get a english teaching job in japan
0: yep that's right that and a little bit more coming up right now So if you want to teach in Japan, first of all, you're going to have to choose what program you want to be involved with.
1: So there's four main types of programs. The first one being where, as you know, we work for is an ICOA. The second main one would be an ALT or an assistant language teacher. Next, you have working in early childhood at like kindergartens. And finally, you have working at private schools, which sort of overlaps with all the other three, whether or not they're like a private ICOA lt position or kindergarten
0: yeah exactly so let's go through um each of them we'll let you know we'll give you some details on them so first of all icowa
1: this is basically it's like a cram school so it's like after work or after school classes wait
0: what's a cram school where did you hear that
1: it's like a it's a term that's very common in like asian countries it's like uh, after okay. people go to school they go to cram school where they basically like they extra it's like extra study where they cram for their exams yeah it's after school after work you can also work during the day but it's not it's basically it's not in the classroom so you can work with adults or children you can teach one-on-one you can teach groups it depends on which company you go for and also what your preferences are
0: yeah and these companies are always like private companies and yeah it's quite good because there's a huge variety of the type of people that you can teach and also a huge variety in when you can teach
1: And it's also good, especially if you specifically want to teach adults, because most like ALT positions, it's in the name, it's an assistant language teacher, you're in the classroom, whereas in ICOA, you're out of the classroom, so you can choose if you teach adults or school children.
0: Yeah, we're going to do it later, but maybe we should just do it now. Let's just go through some of the aikuwas that you could teach in. So one, for example, is Gaba. Uh, GABA is one of the largest ICOAs and what separates GABA from the other ones the fact that you get to choose your own schedule so it's not you don't really work full-time or part-time instead you work in a per-class basis so you get to choose how many classes you teach when you teach them if you want to take holidays you can just take it whenever you like mm. there's no paid holidays there's yeah so like that's that. like the
1: downside is there's no guaranteed work
0: yeah exactly yeah
1: So this is like, it's one where it's popular for people who want to take lots of holidays. Mm. I know a lot of people who work for Gabba are, for example, they might also be PhD students or university students. Yeah. And so they just work when they're available. Or for example, I know someone who is a consultant normally and he works part-time for Gabba when he's not getting much work in his other job.
0: If your main purpose of teaching here in Japan is to is the teaching itself, right and you want to experience um working like in japan and you're not too concerned about the traveling aspect of it and i know a lot of people uh at my work are like that mm. um then gather is probably not really for you like, I'd I'd probably, even in
1: Ikawa in general is probably not for you in that case yeah
0: true yeah I, I would consider something else but if you're here mostly for travel and you're not really worried about money mm. uh like if you do, if, if you don't care about saving money if all you want to do is you know just spend it then yeah, Gabba's probably a good good option. So if for you.
1: you do your own research on Gabba, you'll probably find the further back you go, the more negative the reviews are gonna be. So this company used to have a bla- like a bad reputation because of the downside of not having guaranteed hours. However, I believe that their management or their ownership changed a few years ago and they've been working pretty hard to like get back into the good books. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those companies where it's got its good sides in that you've got complete freedom over your schedule. But then the downside of that is there's no certainty around your income or around when you're going to be working.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Flexibility, but no certainty. So another uh, big one is Aeon or Eon. Is it Eon or Aeon? I
1: think it's Eon. Eon. Okay. Spelt A-E-O-N.
0: Yeah. Um, so Eon's a big one as well. The difference is...
1: The salary. Yeah, go. it's a
0: salaried position. Um, so you can actually work full-time or part-time. Um, Oh, by the way, one thing about Gabba, actually, is that your pay is you start off on 1,500 yen per class.
1: Per a 40-minute class.
0: Yeah, so each class is 40 minutes. And Gabba is the only company that has a belting system where the longer you work and uh, depending on if you do certain um, training, uh, yeah, if you do certain, like, training opportunities Mm. that they have... Then you can potentially earn more, and they've to also ma- got
1: like monthly bonuses. Right? Yeah, where like yeah, the more yeah. you work, the more you earn.
0: Yeah, and uh, the maximum is two two thousand two hundred yen um, per class. Now at Aeon, they actually have a very high starting salary compared mm. to the other uh, ICOAs. So on average, if you if you're at a full time ICOA, you're gonna start off at two hundred fifty thousand yen, mm. or well that that's just gonna be your salary. Aeon, it's actually two hundred seventy thousand.
1: Yeah. Um, So one of the good things that you always hear about Eon is that you'll notice if you work for them and you've worked at other teaching jobs in Japan, that there is a high level of professionalism within the workplace, which apparently is one of those things that you don't really realize you're missing out on until you've experienced actually having it in Japan. So supposedly that's like the thing that sets them apart when you're working there. A bad thing about them, well, I mean... I think it's a bad thing about them, is you're required to live in their accommodation that they provide, which are these tiny little minuscule apartments, which are for single people only. So if you come as a couple, you can't share accommodation.
0: Um, And wait, is this the one that you got an interview for?
1: Yeah, I interviewed for it and um, they were really nice, but I ended up rejecting the job offer because they wanted me to go to a second interview well not the job offer the second interview because they wanted me to have my second interview in Australia
0: yeah so that's such a kind of weird thing. and I was
1: like I'm not going to like so they require It's I think it's like the second so if you pass the like online interview the second interview is like basically like a training course it's like a three day course where you go in and you get tested at the end um, and they wanted me to fly to Australia for it and I was like well I'm not flying to another country for a job interview mm. right like there was no assurances that I'd pass the interview and get the job So I chose not to go but like the guy was really cool who interviewed me, he was pretty nice. He said that sometimes they can arrange for the second interview to be online as well but like that didn't work out for me. And then the other thing with this company is it is a sales based company. So you as the teacher are required to push the sale of textbooks to the students. Yeah. So if you're not comfortable like using your position of power as a teacher, to make, you know, to basically like, I don't know, like falsely advertise. Well, not falsely advertise because you might believe in the textbooks, but it is about the money, right? Yeah, you
0: have to be a salesperson. Yeah, like, this so. would not be a job for me because I I hated like being that pushy salesperson. Anytime I had a job like that,
1: see, and I was always okay with sales. Like as long as it was something that I could actually like get behind, I've been okay with sales. Yeah. So yeah, if you're not a salesperson, this is not the call it for you. But it does have the benefits of if you're single and you want your accommodation sorted for you. This is a good company. I yeah. think they reimburse your travel as well. Um mm. your flights. Whereas like GABA is you sort your own accommodation, they help you out a little bit, but you have you're ultimately responsible for it and they don't reimburse your flights.
0: Yeah, that's right. So the next one is
1: Nova. Um, I saw a review on Nova And it's, apparently, it's, like, very fondly, like, this isn't necessarily, like, a mean, although it's kind of inherently mean, but it's fondly referred to as the McDonald's of Aikawa's, in that it's, like, cheap and cheerful and fast, right? Like, lots of people use Nova to come to Japan, like, they sponsor the visa for them, they get some experience working, and then they're out the door, once they find a better job.
0: Yeah, Nova's the one that we apply for, right?
1: Um, I interviewed for this one before we really knew when we wanted to come and they wanted me to start immediately and i'd like i'd said in my application i didn't want to start for like three plus months Mm. and then at the end of the interview he was like cool so how soon can you get here we want you starting asap and i was like "Mm, no but like the interviewer again the guy who interviewed me was really nice yeah um he was really cool he was really helpful he gave me like his his personal advice having been a teacher once so you know like i personally even though i didn't work for them i had a good experience
0: that kind of shows i think also like it kind of highlights the mcdonald's part of it where the other companies they kind of wait a while they kind of want to research you a little bit more as well and they want to impl- they want to integrate you at like the perfect time kind of thing whereas mm. there whereas nova is kind of like hey start right now we just need because yeah. because their turnover is probably so high oh well, yeah like
1: it's not like they offered me the job they didn't send me a contract immediately yeah. but the end of the interview concluded with him basically being like so when can you get here yeah right <laughs> so like it's i mean there's not so there's only so much you can say about the various like because they're all basically the same thing right they're all working like either some of them most of them offer one-on-one and group classes yeah and you also have to express whether or not you're willing to work with children, because some of them also have children classes. So they're all like pretty similar, but I suppose they do have those small differences, like if it's a salary versus hourly wage.
0: There's another one as well called Brulettes, which lets you work full time, part time, or per lesson. Mm. So it's got quite a like variety. You earn two hundred fifty thousand full time, like normal. Um, but if you want to do the per lesson one, you get nineteen hundred per lesson, which is more than Gaba, but unlike GABA, you can't belt up yeah was the main uh, well one of the two main teaching jobs that people have when they move to Japan the other Mm -hmm. one is the assistant language teacher or assistant yeah assistant language teacher ALTs ALTs. so these are working with public schools here in Japan so this is a governmental job
1: yeah so if you've researched working in Japan at all prior to this you I would be surprised if you had not already heard about the JET program
0: Which stands for Japan Exchange and Teaching Program.
1: Yeah. So, the JET program is sort of seen as being, like, top tier of teaching in Japan. It's like, if you meet someone at a bar in Japan, like a foreigner, and, like, you ask them where they're working from, if they work for, like, JET, they'll be very proud of it. Because it is, it's very hard to get into.
0: Yeah, it is, yeah.
1: Um, It's a competitive program, and it has, again, it has one of the highest pays. They subsidize your living costs a lot. Yeah. Um, They reimburse you for your flights they you know like it's it's a good job to have however you don't get a choice in where you get to live you're generally placed rurally like you're pretty lucky if you're placed in a big city yeah one of my friends who I studied at university with she got placed in Tokyo which is like unheard of for newcomers because normally the ones who get the big cities are ones who have like done their time in the rural towns and they request to be moved to the city when a spot becomes available yeah um so the downside of the JET program is, yeah, that you're generally going to be rural. And apparently it's also one of those ones where it's a assistance language teacher position. And often in the rural areas, there's not actually that much work to do. But you're still required to go in for your full day. Like, in, like uh, like, a part of, like, Japanese work culture is that... The average worker is expected to say, stay at work until their boss leaves, like be there before the boss and be there when the boss leaves. So even if there's no work to do with the JET program, you have to go into the office and you're not allowed to do anything else. You're not allowed to bring a book. You're not allowed to like have your phone out. You've just got to sit there and wait for eight hours. Mm. And I've heard a lot of people's stories about how that's what drove them away. So depending on the area you get, like some areas you'll be overwhelmed with work. But some, it's like, can be very boring.
0: And also, yeah, so it's an assistant language teacher role. So unlike ICOA's where you're teaching... You oh, yeah, know, sorry, we yourself. didn't even
1: say what the ALT is.
0: Yeah, so instead... Unlike ICOs, where you're teaching by yourself... You know to a student so this one you're just assisting the teacher so either the teacher is the one teaching and then you're assisting them you know helping out in the class or you're teaching but the teacher will be there with you so help.
1: there'll be um, like a japanese staff yeah member yeah there.
0: if you want an alt job generally unlike i they really really like people that know how to speak at least a little bit of japanese because mm. the students japanese a lot of the material is going to be in japanese so you probably need to know how to speak Japanese for this. So, um, like, for
1: example, in the JET interviews, you don't have to speak Japanese, but they do do a Japanese test at the end, I believe. Just, like, a brief one to see, like, if you've yeah. said you can speak Japanese, they will test it.
0: Yeah. So, like, my, you know, I, I didn't even try to go for the JET program because, well, I mean, we, I didn't want a job like, like, a full-time job like that anyway, but also I have no Japanese, so I knew it was going to happen.
1: Well, like, the main reasons we didn't go for the JET program were that reason. It's also, you can't choose where you're going to be placed, so there's no guarantee we would have been in the same, like, even, like, side of the country.
0: Yeah, so another reason why, like, if you're here as a couple, that might not be the best one.
1: And also, it's like, I mean, I can't remember what the third reason... Oh, yeah, so they only take, have intake once a year.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So,
1: and it takes a while, like, you have to apply in, like, like, the end of the year, in, like, October. I think that applications in New Zealand, at least, end in October, Mm. that you have, like, a couple of weeks to apply and then you don't actually start the job until like midway through the next year
0: because obviously they do follow the school year so yeah. you know you have to ha- you have to start at the beginning of the school year or at the beginning of a certain semester whereas an mm-hmm. i course you can start whenever you like um but then the uh, the benefit also the fact that it's a school means that you do get holidays so mm, like
1: paid holidays. yeah when
0: the kids get um summer break you also get summer break yeah um, so that that's like a big benefit actually
1: I think the main benefit that, as I see it is how much they subsidize your housing I think they subsidize everyone the same amount so if you're living in Tokyo you might still end up paying quite a bit but you can probably get a nicer house mm. like you'd be paying the same as what we get but you'd be living in a really nice place yeah um, and it if, means if you're in a rural area you could be paying like next to nothing because they're subsidizing it so much
0: Ali and I met someone who was paying ten because she was in the JET program and uh, her rent ended up being 10,000 yen a month.
1: Which is like $100. Which is,
0: yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> like, our one's 107,000. So, yeah, you're probably going to be saving a lot of money going to the JET program. And you're going to be earning a lot of money as well. So,
1: so this, it's like it's like a well-reputed one. However, Sonia wasn't sure if I should have mentioned this. Because it's like an anecdotal situation. But um, a girl I went to university with, she came to Japan in the JET program. And one of her work colleagues and work friends was raped by another work colleague from the JET program while on a work, like, assignment with them. And, like, basically when she went to report it to the workplace, because she wanted their support reporting it to the police because the Japanese wasn't good enough, they brushed it off and, like, their words were, you know, and I quote, that, like, why did they expect them to punish him? Because it was the same as punishing a kid from taking candy from the candy store so they did not like support her in that situation and this could just have been her area but like for me that like thoroughly put me off the jet program
0: yeah i will say that there is a there's definitely a big cultural difference as well between in japan compared to western countries when it comes to sexual harassment in general um like for example i know even at my work and by the way ellie and i If you haven't noticed, we haven't been mentioning where where we've been working um, because...
1: We've decided not to.
0: Yeah, we think it'd be kind of bad just to mention where we work right now. But, for example, even at my work, uh, I know a girl who was, like, teaching a class, and then the guy just randomly, like, grabbed her boobs or something.
1: Yeah, literally just, like, squeezed her boobs.
0: Yeah, now, if we were in New Zealand, or if you were in any Western country, really, you'd probably expect that person to number one be kicked out of the, the school and yeah. then number two there might be some kind of investigation like done like some
1: charges lied
0: yeah here it's very different where the only thing that happened is they made sure that that person can no longer teach with her like she doesn't have to worry about him um, being in the same class as her hmm. Um, But apart from that, he's still, you know, he's walking around like I had him in my class a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago. So, yeah, like the entire dynamic, the entire culture is pretty different. Yeah,
1: so it's not necessarily reflective of like the JET programs culture around sexual assault. It maybe is more reflective of Japan in general. But still, for me, that was especially when it's such a well-renowned company. Mm. Like, I don't know if anything ended up coming from it because she ended up being like, as she should, she was quite vocal about what happened after it got to the point where reprimanded her in the end or something Hmm. like it was crazy how poorly they handled it yeah um so yeah just as like a word of warning um of like our not necessarily my personal experience but like our anecdotal experience yeah with that program yeah
0: um now the JET program is actually just one way to get an assistant language teaching job here. Yeah. There's actually three ways. So you can either go through the JET program, you can go through dispatch company, or you can do direct hires where the school itself will yeah. hire you. That's not going to happen if you're overseas though. That's really for people that are living here. No,
1: that's what happened right? to my cousin. Um, so my cousin's girlfriend, she worked in Japan years ago. Um, and she was a direct hire and so when we told her that we were moving to Japan she was not sure about it because she did not have a good experience as a direct hire because the problem with that was um and again I think it was like a cultural difference but she was in a small rural town where she was basically the only English speaker and because instead of being in like a big company where there was lots of other like foreigners who you can like interact with expats who you can get to know or even like Japanese staff who speak English she was working as in like the sole English teacher in this private school and I think it was just like very lonely because there was not other people who were in the same experience as her
0: yeah and that's the other thing as well um where if you're working at Aikawa you're going to have you're definitely going to have more English speakers to talk to. Your managers might probably will be English speakers. Lots they might of them be have foreigners. rules that you
1: have to speak English while you're there. Yeah. Like you're not allowed to speak Japanese to the clients.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that um, even in, like, in JET program schools, they do have get-togethers with, with all the English-speaking um, teachers. But again, yeah, if you're in a remote area, that might not happen.
1: Yeah, if you've been directly hired by the school. Yeah. Like, there may not be any other English speakers in the school entirely, yeah. apart from... The other English teacher <laughs>
0: mm. and also in terms of the cultural differences it might be easier being in an Aikawa, Aikawa where you know you can kind of discuss that with your manager and they can they have a better understanding of where you're coming from and they can mm-hmm. help you out whereas um when you're in a when you're an assistant language teacher you might not have that
1: although there is the like benefit in that situation of being you're more immersed in the culture
0: yeah true there's that so
1: like. Which, like, so depending on how you're viewing it, it could be, like, a downside or an upside, right? Yeah. Like, you have the extra support and the companionship in a big Aikawa or a big ALT that's English-speaking, like, only. Yeah. Versus, you know, like, a private, like, direct hire. And um, one of the other big ALT programs, like, dispatch com- programs is Interact. by the way. Ah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that's another one where you teach in rural Japan and you're teaching in the classroom so i hadn't actually heard of that one before i moved to japan but apparently it is one of the big ones Mm.
0: most people get jobs through direct hires so yeah so look look up individual schools i guess and
1: And apparently um it's easier once you're in japan to do but you can also get hired like directly by the board of education Mm. in which case you're probably going to get paid more yeah um because you know you don't have the company that hired you taking a cut but it's supposedly not that easy to get that done
0: so the next one is kindergartens, right?
1: Yeah, so kindergartens, the main kindergarten program is the like JIEC program. It's, I think they also do other levels, but it is mainly like a kindergarten based one. So generally you need at least like two years experience teaching to work in a kindergarten hmm. um, or like experience with kids. I mean, I don't really know what, what else you can really say. Like when I look on Gaijinpot for jobs, a big proportion of them are kindergarten jobs. So I think it's kind of common. Um, But you might want to have some early childhood experience for all of these you have to have a degree
0: Yeah,
1: on a side note.
0: Okay, so and then there's private schools the JET program and the assistant learning teacher jobs Those are private school. Uh, Mm. We we were talking about public school jobs Then you can also get private school jobs. Now first of all the good news is that you get paid a lot more in these But the jobs are much harder to get
1: I believe I don't know if this is a private school or if it's just like one of the well-known ones but Horizon International School is one Mm. of those ones. Okay. But you're like you need to be a licensed teacher to often teach at private schools.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they have uh, much stricter requirements for you to get a job there. And also from what I've heard is that a lot of them they offer like tenure positions like they do at university. Mm. So there'll be teachers there that have worked for 30, 20, 30 years, and that's why it's also a lot harder to get jobs. It's just a lot fewer openings yeah. um, because I guess it's because they're such good jobs that people just want to stay forever.
1: Yeah, right. So, like enough. it means that if it works out for you, you've got like a good thing
0: going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to also mention, Yeah. Um, you can also teach at the universities sometimes here. Um, the main one that is known for hiring that is Westgate, but for Westgate you need to have a degree, you need to have experience teaching, often you also need uh, ESL certification. Yeah. So, that one it's like harder to get into, but if you want to teach at a university, it's like another one where it pays really well, it pays like starting 270,000 yen. Mm. You know, universities is an option. But it is, again, like quite competitive. Yeah. Um, And you probably would have had to like get here through one of those other companies and get your experience because sometimes they require like a thousand hours of like actual English teaching. Um, And then you can apply Mm. for like places like Westgate.
0: Okay. And so now the the requirements that you need uh, to be able to teach. Mm. Um, Yeah. Like we said before, the first thing you need, you have to have a bachelor's degree if you want to teach. Um, from the, an
1: english-speaking university
0: yeah from english-speaking university the good news is that you can get a bachelor's degree in anything so yeah for example our one was in psychology and biology um uh, but they don't care as long as it's english speaking you know you could have a degree in math and it would be fine
1: yeah
0: and then you also need a visa now we spoke about this in our last guys guide episode mm. uh, that sometimes the um the school that you're with will help you with that visa they'll sponsor the visa for you mm. other times you won't
1: so, the most commonly sponsored visa is the humanities specialist visa. Yeah. Um, and to get this one, you have to have a bachelor's degree. Yeah. So, we do have a friend who, he does not have a degree. He's, like, a tradie. So, he has, uh, like, an, he did an apprenticeship, but he doesn't actually have a degree. But he came here on just, like, the one-year generic work visa um, and taught privately. Mm-hmm. So, that's also an option. Like, if you only want to be here for a year, again, it means you've got no guaranteed money, no guaranteed income, but it's an option if you don't have a degree.
0: So, you could teach through something like Hello Sensei?
1: Yeah. So, Hello Sensei is like a website where you basically post your own profile, your own prices, and then the students contact you. Yeah. So, again, it's like competitive because there's a lot of people who like work at these other jobs and then also do that on the side.
0: Yeah, most people use it to supplement their salary they don't use it as a mm. uh, as their number one salary now the other thing you need is savings again the same that we've talked about before most places recommend that you have at least three thousand dollars
1: i think most recommend five thousand right
0: mm, not from what i've seen
1: are you sure you weren't looking at us dollars
0: yeah true that's probably because i
1: think most of them recommend five thousand Indeed, but like we've said yeah. in our last guardian guide five thousand will not get you far i recommend twenty thousand <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, that's kind of ridiculous. But, but this is
1: what we did, and they laughed at us.
0: For two people, and you know, there are a lot of other factors. And Generally, if you 10, come here and you work, then and also one small thing, you're gonna need it a lot. Passport size photos. Yeah. Honestly, they need so many passport size photos yeah. from you, with like the exact dimensions and stuff. And you and you know, you think, well, why can't I, you know? They already have my passport. Why do they also need a passport size photo? For some reason they need it. Yeah. They just need it. So if you're gonna, you know, if you have to um, get a new passport, and you need a photo anyway. Print out like thirty of those just in case. Mm. Oh yeah, one thing that I mean it probably doesn't affect a lot of people, but I know there are some people that wonder if they can come to Japan um, when they've been like arrested or if they have some sort of uh, criminal um, record. Record, yeah, <laughs> uh, criminal record. Um, yeah, you can. So basically, the rule is that as long as if if you have if you did a violent crime or if you've been in prison for longer than a year, then you're not allowed into Japan. But other than that, if you've just you know got speeding tickets you should be all good
1: yeah. yeah
0: yeah they don't mind that
1: although you might struggle to find work
0: yeah true There is. are <laughs> yeah so now let's just talk about the work culture and stuff what what our experiences has been like mm. so the first
1: out. like thing about work culture that for me was different from my past work experience having like taught at a university and also worked in other like office environments was like the dress codes here are a lot stricter like everyone wears a suit basically and you don't have just every job one of our friends used to teach at like an elementary school and she didn't have to wear a suit Mm. but if you're going to be working at an ikawa and also i think pretty much all of the programs we mentioned today do have strict dress codes um, yeah they do yep where like you know even as a woman you have to wear a suit so i'd like never worn a suit before and i bought some suits just for this like you know you've got to wear like a fully buttoned up Uh, like shirt with a collar under it boys have to wear ties um you can't have tattoos like you can have tattoos but they must not be visible yeah um one of my work colleagues has tattoos on his fingers and he has to wear sticky plasters on his fingers every day
0: oh wow they do uh there is like for example i know at our company i'm pretty sure every other company is like this too there is a summer uniform and there's a winter uniform because the temperature is uh in japan um varies so greatly like between the government summer and recommends
1: winter. having two different like yeah dress
0: <laughs> so like in winter we had to wear the suit jacket tie and uh, but now that it's summer we don't actually have to wear the suit jacket we don't have to wear a tie you can roll your sleeves up yeah that, that's definitely good because man the temperature has changed so dramatically it's crazy. And
1: like, to be fair when it comes to dress code um i've definitely noticed like at my my specific location at my work and it might vary from location to location and company to company they're not actually generally as strict on the dress code as you'd think. So, for example, at our work, we have to wear dark clothes. Like That's a requirement that you have a dark suit. But I have noticed that lots of the teachers who have been there for a while wear, will wear, like, for example, like, the girls will wear, like, suit pants, but then they'll wear just, like, a normal top. Like a, I don't know the word, it's not a t-shirt, because it doesn't have a collar or sleeve, yeah. it's just, like, a normal shirt.
0: I feel like if someone's been there for a long time, they definitely stop caring
1: and like and the other thing with those because there's a
0: guy at my work that wears jeans
1: yeah like there's a lady at my work who's the same she Mm. wears like a shirt but with jeans yeah and um but what i was meaning with that is like they also all often wear like really light colored clothes right which is like technically like against the rules in our work
0: um in terms of the students man we get such a variety of students
1: such a big variety
0: um a lot of it it depends where you get where you work so for example when i'm working at tokyo station Mm. There's no apartments there. It's all businesses. Most of my clients are business clients. And Mm. a lot of them have been sent, like, their work has literally told them that they have to go take English lessons. So, for the majority, um, yeah, for the majority of the time, I'm teaching, like, people who are above the age of, like, 30. Mm. Anywhere from, like, 30 to 60, although there's quite a lot of younger people, too. um, But they're almost, you know, 90% are there because of business. Mm. Um, whereas I know at other, um, locations, even within Tokyo, if it's more suburban.
1: Yeah, more suburban and rural ones.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of their, um, students will be teenagers or university students. Mm.
1: Um. Or, like, often it's, like, retired people or, like, the housewife type. Who, like, are just, like, looking for a hobby.
0: I mean, there's even a difference between... Like for example Tokyo and Shinagawa. If you don't know where those are, like look at a map, they're not that far from one another.
1: They're both considered pretty like central in their own way. Like Tokyo is obviously more central, but Shinagawa yeah. is still like a pretty busy business district.
0: Yeah, for sure. There's heaps of bus- there's heaps of businesses like Sony and stuff around Shinagawa. And yet even then, like I notice quite a big difference. Where there there's a lot fewer business people, there's a lot more children. I think it's
1: because it's also a like residential area. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Tokyo, it's pretty much primarily.
0: A yeah, I think area. that makes a big difference for sure. Mm. And yeah, I mean, for the most part, I have had ninety nine percent of my students have been great. I've been, I've really enjoyed talking yeah. to them, and that's one of the best things about getting a job in an English language school or just teaching English in general is being able to talk with just random. Japanese people and figuring out you you learn so much more about the culture
1: and interacting with people who like I would probably never interact with in another scenario like you know like big top tier CEOs of like big ass companies
0: yeah the other day I like I spent um, I spent a good 30 minutes of the lesson just talking about paragliding with this guy and I was like man I've never met someone who paraglides you know
1: so it's really cool like you definitely get to meet lots of people one thing that if you haven't been to Japan before that I think I still sometimes, like, think I'm going to get a complaint from my client because one thing about, like, the way, like, Japanese people express themselves is they're generally a lot more, like, neutral facially and also vocally than what we're used to. Yeah. Like, there's a lot less... I don't know. What is the word that I'm looking for? It starts with E. Expressive? Yeah, expressive. Although I don't think there's that quite a word. Uh, I don't know, but, like, yeah, like, their voices, they don't have as much, like...
0: Enunciating?
1: Yeah, like, emotion, enunciation, I don't know. So, like, often I'll get it to the end of the lesson, I'll be like, oh my god, that was terrible, they hated it, and I expect that they're going to, like, complain about me. But it turns out that I'm starting to realise that, like, a lot of Japanese men, specifically, are, like, just normal, like, they're not as expressive. And I noticed, I was teaching the other day, and it had um on the client's profile it had like you know the goals for them to move up to the next level of english and one of them was that they had to learn to be more expressive right because the way that they speak they have no like oh my god i can't think of the right word i'm gonna think of it like after oh, we done recording this <laughs> but like you know like when they ended a sentence like if it was a question they didn't like raise yeah. their voice yeah, at the yeah, end. yeah yeah
0: yeah isn't that enunciate? That's just like that, how you enunciate, enunciate. I don't know words. I'm yeah. so like that's I'm, literally enunciate. Okay, so that, that
1: was one of the like, the yeah. things they had to do to be able to level up. Was yeah. they had to learn to enunciate because it's yeah. not natural. So
0: and also some other cultural stuff. Just just like some small ones that I can think of right now is, for example, when a student is coming towards you, it's it's polite to like watch them come in, and then when they leave, it's polite to watch them leave, and you're not meant to. You're not meant to turn your back on a client. Mm. Like, it's very rude to turn your back. You know, there's all these, like, small things which we wouldn't really think about.
1: Well, like, apparently the not turning your back thing is to do with, like, in customer service it's considered rude to show your back.
0: Right. And also another thing I actually thought of is the like the landscape of teaching is kind of changing now especially because of coronavirus so the two Mm. things is number one is a face mask when i when we were teaching two months ago we basically never wore a face mask like we never did there would be occasional students who would would wear it but generally they wouldn't Mm. now everyone wears face masks and to be honest i don't see that really changing in the future Uh I, i feel like now it's ingrained to the point where they might continue doing that for a long time
1: I hope they get rid of the face shield, at least.
0: Yeah, yeah, at least the face shield. And then the other thing is also online lessons. So, our company didn't do any online lessons.
1: Well, they had a couple. Oh,
0: yeah, they had a couple at my work. Um, And now, uh, online lessons are becoming more and more important, where eventually they want everyone to start doing online lessons. And a lot of other companies are doing that, too. So, I think it's it's going to definitely change. I wonder how much
1: less of a demand there will be for English teachers as well, because because of coronavirus the world is becoming less like global almost like you know there's less travel yeah between countries and so
0: well no i feel like that's i mean i think um, they're still
1: gonna have to speak english but i wonder if there will be like a slight decrease in the demand
0: that's like a phenomenon that won't last very long though whereas the online teaching i think it's like with any other technological advance where as soon as it happens once, then it's just going to continue growing, and there's mm. probably going to be more and more online teaching and less uh, teaching in the actual class. Yeah, things are going to change quite quite quickly in this space.
1: Although, like again, it comes down to like like f- for example, if it's like an ICAO that focuses on conversational English, like those ones are probably going to keep with in person classes because the whole point the s- the students' like point of going there is to practice conversation. Yeah. Whereas if it's an ICAO where it's got like a focus on like learning the grammar rules, that might be okay to do online because it's not really about, like, conversing.
0: Um, Okay, there's really only one last thing that I wanted to mention was buying supplies. For the most part, in all these places, you're going to have to buy your own supplies. Mm. Except, um, especially in Aikawa's, in assistant language teaching spaces, they probably will provide it for you but um yeah and the Icoas, you're probably gonna have to buy like your pens although they're all tax deductible so keep your receipts yeah uh, keep your receipts for everything like that uh, not only supplies but also for transport they should be able to pay you back for those
1: the other i mean the only other thing i'd say is when you're deciding once you've decided if you want to work at an Icoa, and alt kindergarten or privately you then need to think about where you want to work like if you have a preference yeah. That will also then affect what options you have, like which companies are where. You know, like we said, with the JET program, you don't get a choice. So mm. if you want to work for them, you've got to let go of any like specific choice. I think you can express preference, but there's no guarantee. Whereas with some of the others, you can say which specific town you want to work in.
0: Yeah, and Osha, one thing I actually wanted to mention about GABA was... I'm pretty sure they're one of the few ICOs that are very willing to hire people who don't have English as a first language.
1: Yeah, that's true. Lots of them, English has to be a first language. But for ones like Gabber, it can just be that you have to have English to a native level.
0: Depending on where you're from, even if your English is really good, it might impact where you can teach, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, and I mean, oh, one more thing I'll add as well is depending on where you want to work, You might have to have some real-world experience. Um, So some of the IQ is, if you're working with business people, they will prioritize applicants who have corporate experience, like office experience, over someone who's fresh out of university. So if you've just finished uni and you want to go immediately to Japan, that's like a cool goal, but don't be downhearted if you don't get in to the programs you apply for, because Like, me and Somya, we finished our degrees. Um, Like, I'd been working at the university for a bit where Somya finished his. And then we went back to Christchurch and we both worked in offices for, like, a year to save money. Which I think, in the long run, like, super benefited us. Because the clients, the students you're interacting with, especially if you choose to do one-on-one adult classes, are often business people. So if you have that background in the same environment as them, that's considered, like, a big plus. So, you know, you don't need to rush into teaching in Japan. You can like take your time gaining experience
0: yeah all right well thank you very much for listening to this gaijin guide and we will see you next time bye Bye.